an exciting journey. And together we're going to unfold her story and she's going to talk a little bit about just what she did to make all of that happen. Welcome, Demi Smith. Please Thank introduce you. yourself. Hi, I'm Demi Smith, and I'm a third year at UC Davis. So, Demi, tell us a little bit about what it's like to be a student there. Yes, yeah, so at first, I remember my first year, I was super nervous. Um, I remember visiting the school and seeing that there were like hardly any minorities going there. And I remember um, it was my psychology class that I first noticed that he was like um, doing um, a poll of like the different races in our classroom. And the class had, I want to say like 300 plus students. And he um, took a survey of the different races and there was only three black people in the whole entire class. And I just found that really shocking. That's like not something I paid attention to a lot growing up, but then I'm why starting to notice what, it. What, why, why do you only start noticing now the difference? So I'm um, actually, it started, so I went to Montessori Family School and um, at that school, I was like one of the only black people there, but I never actually thought of it until I went to high school because that was like something they didn't focus on. It's just like everyone loved everyone. There was like no color. It was just, we're all a big family. It was education for peace. Yeah, education for peace. And that's where your mom worked as well. Yes, yeah. So my mom, she actually um, came to this country when she was my age. She was 18, or she's around my age. She was 18 years old. She came with no family here. And she wanted to teach. That's like her dream. She loves children. So um, she found the job after, like, she found the job at Montessori a few years after, like, she was um, going to Contra Costa College for um, her teaching degree. That's a a huge reason of what shaped my future, for sure. Because not only education for peace, but it allows, it teaches students to teach themselves. So I was, like, really behind in math my whole childhood. And in including my adolescence too, I was like pretty behind in high school. But the difference from MFS and high school was that we learn at our own pace, which I believe is like a good strategy. But if you're lazy and not wanting to put in the work, which was me in um, elementary school, then you kind of just fall behind. When I went to high school after middle school, I was terrified because I was only learning fractions. Like that was the last thing I learned in middle school. And then I, my first class was um, geometry. And I'm like, oh gosh, like I don't even know what that is. But I walked in and then um, I didn't know the material, but it's like they teach us like we don't know the material. But um, what I realized is that MFS gave me the tools to learn it myself. And so what was that? Do you can you remember? Yeah. So what, tell me, just tell me something you did. Yeah. So to get yourself into geometry, like, can you remember the moment? Yes, I remember that. Well, it's just something that I learned in middle school from Alyssa. Is if you don't know something, go to Khan Academy and just teach it to yourself, or just do the research and we'll get done. So I didn't like I didn't know the formulas. Like I haven't even seen these formulas ever. Um, but then I went on, logged on to Khan Academy and I just like, they have little lessons there and I just began teaching myself or just going over and over. And what made again. you want to do that now? Well, you're when you went to Realm versus when you're at Montessori, what was the difference in your view? Um, I guess the difference was that these teachers weren't going to push me or not like push me, but they're not like 
gonna, oh, you have to get your homework done and all this. So it kind of gave me that, oh, I don't have like Lorraine or Jason to help encourage me to do the work. So I was like, I need to do it by myself or else I'm gonna get like held back or not go forward. And is that because you want to be with the other students? Yeah. And also- Did they motivate you because they've also coming from lots of different backgrounds? I knew I wanted to go to college. Like that was never a- This is what we want to know. Yeah, this is what you want to know. This is what we want to inspire people with. You're the first person in your family history to go- to go to college. And you're at one of the top, most difficult places to get in, in terms of public schools in California, and you got a full scholarship. Yeah, I know that's Well done. That's amazing. But what was it, Demi, that- do you remember what made you think, I'm definitely going to college? It was, I just think growing up in MFS, especially like around like everyone, like their parents went to college and that was just something that I knew I would end up doing, but it wasn't like a, oh, I'm sure I'm like, I wanted to do it with all my heart, but it was like, oh, I'm not going to make it. Like, that's not like, that's not for me. Like, I'm not, I'm not that smart. So I just like, I knew, but I never thought like, oh, I'm not going to go to college. Cause like, that's just my mom. Like everyone was like, of course you're going to college. Like, why would you think any other way? Cause like seeing how my mom like struggled with me and then seeing how like my family and then my niece and my nephew like I want to make sure that like they know that they can go go to college for sure like I want like everything I do I'm like okay this is for Anaya like whenever I'm like oh, I don't want to do this anymore I like I can't do it I'm like nope Anaya is going to college like she needs to know and having those role models really helps doesn't yeah it? it does like it's not that because my mom she didn't go to college and yes yeah, that like if she would have her life would have been like probably a lot different but like she was also a huge help because um she she's just a hard worker like that's like really important and like yeah, that how many jobs too. did she have to get you through high school oh gosh I um I want to say I know that I would say like four jobs it'd be like two teaching jobs and then like babysitting she would do she's a lot an amazing yeah hard worker exactly and she would never complain it would never be like a oh I don't want to do this or I can't like yeah. she's just like you're going to school or yeah like her story is amazing actually yeah I said that to her once I've never met anyone as strong as her I can't I forget that like she came to this country with not nothing. knowing anything or anyone or yeah and with nothing and then she like was and able your mom was to, one of 16 kids yeah one of 16 kids and yeah I just can't believe that and then she like my sister she's successful my brother like everyone's like has like their part yeah like to play which is like uh, amazing because she came here as a kid herself yeah yeah and you just put yourself in her shoes and think how does anyone do that I do that all the time I'm like I'm complaining about like this homework she didn't even know like she always tells me the story like she didn't know how to take the bus and she didn't have a car like in Belize we don't have a bus or anything like so it's like a completely different world over here so your mum did come from Belize yeah she came from Belize to make a better life for you Mm -hmm, not that you were born yet but for other kids yeah um so let's just go back to when you were doing your geometry Mm because I think that was really exciting so think of the moment when you first opened Khan Academy, mm-hmm. the online. Yeah. Do you remember that moment? I remember, well, this is, I remember opening my homework and I was terrified because it's like, I've never, this, it looks like foreign languages. There's like letters and math now. Like <laughs> I had no idea what was going on. So how old were you then? I was 14. Yeah. yeah I was 14. Just turned 14. Yeah. It was my freshman year. And the realm, my high school, the majority is a minority there. Yeah. So, like, it's funny how, like, that's where I should fit 
fit in, right? I should feel like most comfortable. And that I was completely out of my element, like with everything, the social structure. And then the learning is like, you know, like I said, we don't learn at the same pace. I mean, no, we all learn at the same pace though. If you don't know it, then like you're screwed. <laughs> so that's when I just knew I couldn't fall back. So I, I opened the Khan Academy. I typed in like, um, I can't remember exactly what, I don't even remember the geometry now, but, um, we were, I, so I typed it up on, um, in Khan Academy and they have like little sub lessons and I spent like hours each night going over it and just reading and looking over and over what like they're doing. Cause like, I love math. I just, like my brain doesn't understand it fast enough, but once I get it, then like, it's fun. <laughs> and just shows you can learn anything. Exactly. You just have to want to though. Yes, exactly. That's and and would you true. say the thing that drove you to do that was you wanting to go to college? Yeah, definitely. I, Cause I knew I wanted to go, um, for like from freshman year, that was just, it was my goal. Like I have to, um. I just have to get good grades so I could get into a good school because I know my mom couldn't afford it. So I have to, like, I did basketball for a while. That was, like, oh, if in that case, like, I, um, if I get a scholarship with basketball, that would be good. But then my mom was, like, if, um, I do basketball in school and then, like, something happens to my ankle or I don't want to play anymore or it takes too much up time, um, takes too much time up for my, from my studies then, like, that's not going to be good. So you just should try to get in on an academic scholarship. So that's when I was, like, okay, and then I focused on my school. <laughs> that's amazing. So can you walk us through some of the good and bad times through your high school experience? Yes. Because like, that's amazing to be able to learn that. That must have taken a lot of effort on your own, learning on your own. Too. Definitely, yeah. Um. So I feel like, so for that school, it, um. it's... I would say, like, the teachers had high standards, but the students didn't really, like, um, they didn't really put an effort, so I had to, like, find, I had, like, three good friends that, like, were, like, had the same, like, college-driven, like, they... Well, some of them got into amazing colleges. Yeah. I remember at your graduation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so those are the girls who I had to spend time with. Tanisha um, and um, Luz were the only students in my school who got into UC Berkeley. And they came from not speaking yeah, English. Um, and so freshmen. exactly. So Amal, she's also one of my good friends. She's going to SF State. She didn't speak English um, uh, that well either. I think like just a few years before she became fluent. So it's just like they all had the same stories. I mean, well, not the same, but like Similar. we didn't have it, it handed to us. Yeah. So it was just it's that was like a huge part of like I had friends that would goof off and stuff, but I know if I like would have stayed with them, I wouldn't have like gone that far because we would hold each other accountable and we'd kind of use each other as competition. Like, oh, you got an eighty-five on the test. Like, oh, I need to go do better. Or like, who's first in the class? Because like, so who you hanging around with really matters. It definitely does because you are who you hang out with. You need to surround. That's what I'm learning now because I didn't really like. I knew it in high school, but I didn't act on it. I like now. I need to. That's why I'm starting to surround myself with, like, better people, but, like, better energy. Well and done. Yeah, positive things, yeah. And that's the mirror neuron system, Definitely, right? yep. that we were exactly, that we yes. about and talked about. Yes. Yeah, just by the way, Demi's also one of the producers of our Shining Mind podcast. <laughs> she also has that skill set now, too, that yes. she just did, learnt, didn't Yeah, you? just learnt. <laughs> she's doing the editing and the music and helping put it together, so it sounds really good. So thank you yes. for doing so all of that. We're going to keep doing me. it, aren't we? We're yes. going to make some great podcasts yes. together. Yes.
so this one, this this series of episodes is all about how we can empower other people, not just women, mm-hmm. but young people to want to make themselves learn more or achieve more yes. or have a greater vision for themselves when everything around them is saying that they can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? That's what this is exactly. all about. So can you think of some other things that happened during high school where you could have gone down a different pathway and what drove you back? Yes. Yeah, so actually... Think I... of a few incidences, for example, where you could have gone off track. Yeah. Okay. If you can think of them or describe them. Yeah. So I have one that comes up um, on the top of my head now. Um, it's actually what I wrote my personal statement on. Um, ah, yeah. Tell us. I so I um I was in a robotics club my junior year in high school. So um it was so that's like one thing that I I always find like interesting and it's like really cool. So I am um, as being being girl, they had me on the design team and I was like ugh, like I I'm okay with designing but not like it's not like designing what the um robot's going to do. It's like designing its outfit and like what it's going to look like. Interesting. Yeah, so I didn't like I didn't even think of it, but then I was like there's only two girls in here and you're having us decorate the robot. So I was then my teacher um who was leading it, Mr. Huao, realized that. So um instead of just decorating the robot, we actually um worked with him on the side because they were getting impatient with us, like learning how to code and stuff. They didn't want to teach us. So my um, physics professor or teacher, sorry, it's high school. (laughs) My physics teacher would go like after school and after like the um, robotics club meeting and help us program, like help us like and teach us how to program. And it's actually cool because the boys' um, code actually didn't work, so they ended up having to use our code for the competition, and it was wow. it was pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> I always am like, yeah, see, <laughs> shouldn't have had us decorating it. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so um, that's like something that I could have, like I always. Um, look at that as I could have just like sulked and like been mad and just like decorate the robot but I didn't and it ended up like benefiting everything so how did you say something to the teacher or did they notice yeah so the teacher noticed but he wasn't going to say anything and then me and my friend were like we're not like joining the club to like glue things on it yeah we stood up for ourselves and then he said I can't willing to teach you to code he was like I love that you want to learn like let's Let's go and do the extra work. So it just shows you that anyone can do it. Yeah, anyone. And I'm going to tell you, I know nothing about computers and coding at all. So why did that go into your personal statement? Because it just, it showed um, that I was determined. Like, if I have my mind, and that's, like, something I think of, like, I always, like, you know when you introduce people and they're like first letter of your name, like a word that starts with the first letter of your name. So I always say determined Demi, because once I set my mind to something, I will finish it no matter what. And I will have to complete it and like, I'll learn it. I'll do anything it takes and I'll just do it. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing story. Yeah. And so obviously it worked. Yeah, it did. <laughs> we didn't win the competition or anything, but, no, but like, you got into you got the... Davis oh, yes, on a full scholarship. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So yeah. <laughs> so can you think of other times where, um, can you think of a couple of other things like that? Yeah, that let me see. Can you think of times where you want to give up? Definitely. Um, would this be in like high school yeah. or, okay. So there's like so many, especially like during finals week or like the midterms and um, tests. Because I'm just, I'm not, 
the best test taker. I get, like, I freeze up, like, all the times. Like, but I'm getting better at it. (laughs) But um, I freeze up. I, like, go completely blank. And, like, I know the answers. Like, I... But as soon as I see the page, like, my mind goes blank. So that would happen to me, like, every every year like since freshman year and it continues to happen now as like just those like midterms and like final things um but then I would like office hours (laughs) that's like one thing that I don't think college students utilize enough is office hours and you same with so that's like in high school I would do office hours too um but that's definitely what helped like instead of just stopping and like giving up I would just like go and like work harder and just, like, go show my teacher that I am interested, I do care, and I want to learn, I'm just having trouble. And that's, like, a big thing with, like, in college classes, too, is, like, every professor I get says no one goes to office hours. And it's true, because, like, whenever I go to office hours, there's maybe, like, one or two people in there. And then what I've noticed is, like, they will grade you better knowing that you actually care and you want to learn. So, like, just popping your face and saying hi or, like, asking a few questions... Yeah. Like always, and helps. also they're getting to understand that you freeze when you see the test. Yeah, definitely. And then and that, even they you know the answers. That. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And can you get more time to do the test then? So it gives you more time to breathe and. No, um, but there's actually this one professor um, for my NB NBP twelve What's class. That? So it's neurobiology um, twelve. It was an honors class I took my freshman year in college so I went to office hours and explaining to her and then she like was like okay if you know the answers then you can um explain it to everyone in the office hours who comes and then you'll get like extra points on your final so I did that and I went that was so nerve-wracking because I'm like uh, not good at speaking publicly but like when you have professors like that (laughs) thank you um, but then, um, yeah, so I went to her office hours, and she let me, like, teach everything to the class. Like, she, but then she's like, okay, you do know the answers, so you just, free, you do freeze when you do it. But that's, like, if you let your teachers know, they usually will help you. Fantastic. Yeah. What a great thing to teach people. Yeah, you just need to ask and show that you want it. Because the, the main thing is to know the material. Yeah. And it's not just to pass the test. Definitely. Because some people... Memorize, but don't know the material exactly or you like in the memorizing you memorize for that test and then as soon as the test is gone it's gone from your brain too because i'm not good at memorizing so it's it didn't work that um it's uh, that didn't really matter to me but that's like don't memorize so yeah. learn. <laughs> and so how how at college have you been managing like work and home and school and because you also had a job there. yeah so my freshman year was actually really easy. Um, I worked, well, not <laughs> easy to manage, yeah. definitely not easy, but um, I was, because uh, I was in the dorms and I worked on campus. I worked at the dining commons um, helping with food. So it was right across the lawn from my dorm. That was easy for me to manage because um, I would just go to class and then go study and then go to work. But the only thing is I didn't get off work until like two o'clock in the morning, sometimes one o'clock. And then I have a 7 a.m. in the morning. So it was... This is in freshman? That was freshman year. So that was that was like the only like the little bit of juggle. But I, I managed to do it because the it was just easy because like I get food right there and then I work there and then I eat, sleep and just like everything was on campus. 
we have like a study room, so it's easy just to go study right there outside your door, and it makes it fun and easy because like your friends, your friends are, there. are there, yeah. So then I moved off campus, and then I continued. I didn't work at the DC, the Dining Commons, any longer. I work um, at Cultive, which is a yogurt place downtown, and that's when I completely overwhelmed myself. I would have 8 a.m. classes, and then I there I wouldn't get off until like at the same time like two but instead of working from like nine to two at the dining commons at the yogurt place I work from six to two so it was like really long hours by myself um how many times a week that would be I want to say like five days four days a week yeah (laughs) it was basically every day at school I'd work or I'd work on the weekends and like two days off during the week and why were you doing that um I don't know I just I well I needed to have money to spend like yes so I have a full scholarship and it covers my apartment my books and um, the tuition but I wanted to be able to like go out and um have fun with my friends and my mom would give me the money if I asked and same with my sister but I just wanted to like have it on my own I wanted to be like I didn't want to ask her for much but it was also good because it wasn't busy there. So that was the one thing that I liked. It wasn't busy. So I would do my homework there while I was in the back just working. And that's, I'm not, I can't do homework at my house because I watch TV or go to the bed. Are you with your friends? Or I'm with my roommates. Yeah, or my friends. So then I, so it was good for me. Like, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to work and I'll do my homework there. It's so like, that was good. It wasn't like hard labor. It was just, ugh, it's long and I'm tired and I need to go home. Uh, then I was taking 17 units so it was like really intense I don't know why I would do that I usually take more units in the winter because it rains so I stay inside more but then I didn't take into account that I'm gonna be working too and running an apartment yeah and then renting a new apartment and like doing all that that's like far from campus (laughs) so it's not too far but it's not on campus like my dorms yeah Yeah. wow that's amazing um and so what kind of interests do you have at college what sort of things are you interested in doing yeah so um I just actually just this past year I've been um more involved on campus and I was actually kind of just um I kept to myself just homework school homework bed (laughs) so I didn't really like make time for a social life but then my roommate said that we weren't going out a lot so we would um we actually did a dance class. So UC Davis has this like two week period in the beginning of each quarter where you can like try classes. So we took a ballet class and then a hip hop class and then like a workout class just for like the two weeks to like do it. And it was like, that was fun. So like, we were like, okay, we're gonna, so we made it a tradition. So each beginning of the quarter, we take like what, like three intro classes then we'll choose one class that we want to do together. So that's cool. So we do that for like a little physical education and then we um joined the arts and crafts center we've recently picked up knitting <laughs> which is That's fun cool. yeah it's cool they switch like are everything so important, aren't they? it is to it definitely to do is because not only that you get to like rewind from school and just relax mm-hmm. but be just take friends, you get to be with friends and like socialize you can meet so many different people yeah. and like you meet people with the same major as you or like in um who maybe even came, like, I, that's where I meet, like, oh, you, they live in Berkeley. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I live right there. And then, like, we can go home together, and it's it's good for, like, networking, too. Fabulous. So what do you think you want to do? You had your vision to get to college. You got yourself into college. Yeah. Determined Demi. That's what we'll <laughs> call this series, the Determined Demi. So what do you think you want to do next? After when you college? Fin- after you finish. 
Yeah, so I've been changing. So I honestly don't know. I have like um, a bunch of different ideas. Um, yeah, so I wanted, I started off wanting to be um, a neuroscientist like Selena. Yeah, I was like really excited with that. So then I kind of changed my field a little bit into cognitive science. So it's um, not so much neurobiology. It's it's like neurobiology with an emphasis in um, psychology. So I'll get like to learn not only about like the chemicals of the brain, but also like how the chemicals of the brain affects our emotions and our body and stuff. So I got a sweet spot because I love learning about the brain, but I also love learning about emotions and how the brain affects like what we do or what we see and like everything. Yeah, fabulous. Yeah, so so the world really needs you. You know. Yes, that. I want to be an occupational therapist. So oh. I think what I'm going towards. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me what you mean. What what sort of things did you see that you'd like to do there? Yeah. What 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 drove you into that? idea. Okay, so my um, friend um, Tegan, she worked with disabled um, kids at um, an elementary school, and then I went in with her a few days, um, to like a few days out of the year to see, and then I just realized that I really, I just, I love working with kids. It's fascinating how their brain works, and it's, it's just, it's so cool, because um, she was working with um, this kid with autism and it's just like how he like expresses himself and like what he sees instead of like what I see is just like amazing so I was like I I I need to do this I want to I want to help these kids when I'm older just happened over the summer or before it happened um last summer yeah last summer I was like this is what I I need to do because I know I I want to be some form of a doctor like I want to I want to help kids like my mom was like oh don't you want to be a doctor but I don't want to help like like bloody kids and <laughs> like um like say I want to help like I don't know um like how you're doing right now how you can retrain the brain like that's what I that's what I want to do I definitely want it because like I I I'm re- I'm doing it right now so like I know it's possible so yeah, I know well yeah. just think <laughs> of what you've done in your life so far yeah that's yeah. think of where you were sitting in those classrooms in elementary school think ignoring the math because that's not your brain yeah to at 14 years of age training yourself to learn geometry yeah I can't yeah (laughs) but you did that yeah you did so I think as you and I both realize we both think that anyone with enough intention and effort can do what they want exactly but you have to want to do it and 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 that's what our podcast is about is like what is what what advice can we give to people to give them that spark or that inspiration to want to go and turn on Khan Academy to make yeah. their life a bit better? What what are some of your beautiful words of wisdom to that people could hear in your voice that would make them want to go now and do what you did? Yeah, so it's very it's simple. It's like you said, if you want something to if you want something done, you just have to do it. If you like um like how you were saying, something that I've been doing lately too, um, with the help of Selena, is going outside. That's like a big thing. Just going outside in the like as soon as you wake up, it can change your whole entire mood for the day. Amazing, and, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. And I mean, so I, simple. It's it just, is for me too, out. but I just don't. I think nature must have some amazing healing powers. Yes, it definitely does. Um, it 
definitely was the thing that did it for me when I was in some of the worst parts of my life. I'd put on my running shoes and I'd hit the trails with the trees, not the gym, but the trails. And it just saved me in a way and and changed my whole life. Yeah, so I'm curious, like, what made you actually... What was the thing, Demi, that made you do that? Yeah, so so this past year when I was in school, I went through, like, a really dark time. I was super depressed. I, um, you're exhausted. Yeah, I was exhausted. I, I, I didn't think like, I was like, okay, I'm going to fail out of school. Like it's going to be the end of the world. That's like something I'm really good at doing is catastrophizing, thinking of the worst possible outcome and then believing it. (laughs) So then, but then I came home and I like, I just like, I had to take a break from school. And then I realized that I need to go back. I need to go back to school. That's where I belong. And that's how my future is going to be made. So I, I, once I realized that, I realized that I needed to change my lifestyle. What made you, and, do you... Do you remember the moment that... Because this is the key, right, mm-hmm. Demi, for everybody. Yeah. And I get asked this on other podcasts where I'm in, being interviewed mm-hmm. about different things. And what we're trying to work out is what is that little key to undo the lock, to change... Like, what is that one little thing someone can do when they're in this place where they don't think they can ever do anything, to switch it? What is the thing that we can do to, to spark that little thing to make them, like, to do the go outside, for yeah. example, instead of not, or you know, like not believing you can do it, you is know? That, yeah. Like, it takes that thing you've got to put on your shoes. You do. You've got to get out of bed. Yeah. And get outside. But people always ask me, if you've got a loved one in that situation, what is the thing you can do to make them do that, for example? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I honestly, I'm trying to think of yeah. like when I got that exact moment. Like it's like, a, it's like, and for me too, it's like a light bulb for me. Yeah. It was, it's this tiniest little switch that went on for me personally. Yeah, I'm trying to, cause I'm not, cause I just like realized that like I, it was just, I don't know if this is what you're talking about. I just like knew that I didn't want to like live like this anymore yeah so you want you didn't want to go down no I didn't want to go down that was me too and someone says to me so you're saying almost like unless you want to do it it's nothing's going to change exactly unless the person themselves has that thing yeah you can't if you don't have a drive that's like with anything I think schoolwork like anything if you don't want to do it or not even it could just be like you don't like a little bit of want it's just that's all you need is like a hope. little bit yeah a little that bit you of can hope too, do it. yeah exactly it's and once you get that well i think the other thing i'm thinking demi is that podcasting mm-hmm. and this way of getting this information like your story my story like we have new platforms to get that information to people and I'm hoping that this is a new avenue for people too yes. where we can support the family and the carers and then maybe they can have the podcast playing and someone might even see, oh, my God, they did it, I can do it. Yeah, exactly. That's our hope too, yes. right? So it's not even about that. It's also about empowering young women yes, like yourself definitely. to know you can become do robotics. Yeah, that's something that's really big. And I want you guys to hear this because like I had a bunch of like I was MFS is filled with like strong, independent women. So it's like that. But you do you just want to 
you need to find someone that like you look up to and then just like yeah you can do it and it's like if I can do it anyone can do it <laughs> well I didn't expect to be a neuroscientist either and I also suffered from what they call imposter syndrome yeah. like that's what we we're discussing mm-hmm. right in the car about how we all suffer from that like yeah. that's was your we opened the podcast so this might be a nice place to finish this first episode because yeah. I think we're going to follow your journey now okay as you finish college and go on to do your next thing so people can see what you're doing Um, but we started the podcast and you mentioned you sat in that first psychology class and you noticed that there was only three other black women in the class yeah so that's amazing isn't it Mm -hmm. so look what you've done to change the trajectory yeah for the future of young black women yes you've done robotics you've done geometry you're now got a full scholarship you're sitting at uc davis i know that's crazy (laughs) but it happened yeah it's still hard for me to believe because like i was saying earlier is like davis is or like college is something i dreamed about but it was like a dream that was it it was like i didn't think it was real but like, and then I remember getting, like, my mom dropping me off, and I'm like, oh, I'm actually here. Like, I visited the school, and I was like, oh, this is nice, but I'm here, and it's actually happening. This is very hard yeah. to do for anybody to do. It's really, really difficult to get in now, isn't it? Yeah. So, um, so I think speak to what you would want to say to people that you are trying to inspire. Yes. Okay, so I just wanted, I just want to say that you can do it. And if you don't think you can, it's like do an exercise with catastrophizing. So that's like the, that's what helps me all the time. This is a new tool I just learned is whenever I'm freaking out and it's been helping me a lot is I think of the worst possible outcome and then a solution to it. And then I just work my way down. Let's say you're applying for colleges now and you apply to a few of your schools and you don't get into your top choice. Just find another way to get to it. There's like a million ways to get to it. And then if you don't go to your second choice, just find it. And then like you can always start from the bottom and just work your way up. Like if you don't get in now doesn't mean you can't get in later. And how are you using this tool for exams for you now? Thinking about doing exams, how are you using this tool? Yeah, so it's that. If I, what happened, so I, uh, this is something I've actually done since high school, is I, it, like, helps me relieve the stress. I'm pretty sure it's common, I think, like, a lot of students do it, is you, what is the worst test, or the worst score I can get on this test and still pass? And that's what, so that's what I've been doing, like, lately, is just the, the worst score I can get and, like, still, like, not have it affect my grade and then, like, make sure I know as, like, I won't go to that test knowing anything less than that, like, percentage of, like, terms and everything that I need to know. So, like, that's, yeah, that's how I work with the test. And so that's probably really good advice for people having to sit these big national t- exams. Exactly. Like, yeah, Just like t- HSC think of how, cause if SATs or all these exams where you've got to get this score and to get into university yes. or college. And definitely that the SATs I forgot about that one <laughs> that was the most stressful and I did horrible on my SATs which was like not surprising <laughs> but I um I didn't well I didn't do horrible but it wasn't like um 
on the app. It was, like, average of to what, like, to get into UC Davis or any of the UCs. Like, it's, like, if they're going through applications, like, oh, they're not, it's, like, you're not going to go to UC Davis. But then, like I said, if you fail that test, I got into UC Davis, like, and I didn't do good on that test at all so you can still do it it just like work better in school like get make sure your grades are really high do extracurricular activities have a really good personal statement like you just need to work around it to still make your way to the top so I just I just want to touch a little bit on your on the feeling of not feeling like you're meant to be at UC Davis yeah. that thing that all of us call the imposter syndrome yeah so what do you how, what tools are you using for that because that's a big deal it is. Because you have to be able to deal with that so that you know you belong there. Yes. So there's a bunch of reasons why I wouldn't think I belonged in Davis. Um, for one, it was like my siblings, they didn't go to school. And it's not that, of course, they love that I'm there. But sometimes I feel guilty, like, oh, I'm like, I have a full ride and they didn't get a chance to go to college. And then it's my mom. Oh, like, I miss her and I love her. And then, like, the other thing is, like, why did I get the scholarship? Like, this person could have gotten it or, like... So, like, all those other things. But then I'm just, like, um, I'm here for a reason. There's, like, they did cho- they did choose me. That's and what I'm did, starting to learn. you at. did teach yourself yes, geometry did, on worked, the Khan Academy. It, that's, like, something I need to stress You did out. work I, hard. I worked hard my, like, whole entire... My, I graduated with a 4.3 GPA, so... Wow, that's I amazing. I worked my whole entire... For anyone that doesn't know, 4.3 is more than the top grade. Yeah, it's higher than Very straight Very few A's people through. can get that. Yeah, so that's like I I worked I did work for it, so that's why I need to remind myself every well, day. Because yes. I forget that I like I didn't like go through sleepless nights like studying and all that, and I didn't. It wasn't handed to me for sure. No, and that's something that I like I need to remember. Yes. that it's like it's not handed to me. I worked, I worked for that. Yeah, I believe lots of people suffer from this, especially if you're first in college to go. Yeah, first generation. You're yeah. feeling it's kind of like they say survivor's guilt in some way because yeah. you wish everyone else could ha- in your family had the same it's, opportunity. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. Um, I think we'll finish it up now by saying just congratulations. Thank you. Just know you're inspiring hundreds and hundreds of young women trying to achieve the same thing. And I love the fact that you are doing this for your little niece, yes, Anaya, <laughs> and she will go to college yes, too because of you. Thank you, yes. And then her daughters will go to college. Yes. And as I like to say to many people, the only way we keep this going is by doing the hard yards and staying when we want to leave. Yes, definitely. Because I also experienced this when I was doing my PhD and after that when I was having children your maternal hormones kick in and you and you want to stay with your kids, you don't want to keep going. Mm-hmm. But the thing that kept me going too outside the reason that I absolutely love what I'm doing is I wanted my daughter to yeah. see that she can also have a career and yeah. be a mother. Yes, and that's amazing. For example. Yes. So thank you for doing what you're doing. So what we want to do is finish this session because um, there's going to be more with you, young okay. lady. We're going to watch you... <laughs> And see how far, where you go. Yes. And we're going to interview every year. Okay, yes. And because we want to keep inspiring people. Yes. So let's just finish with determined Demi (laughs) quote. Okay. What's your favorite quote? We see the world not as it is, but as we are. I love that. (laughs) That's a really good one. Yes. (laughs) Thank you so much for doing this. 
Thank you. Really appreciate it. And thank you so much for making the Shining Mind podcast (laughs) what it is. Thank you. I love you. I love you too, Sarah. Bye. Bye. (laughs)